geographic farming allows you to layer in different strategies and have that compound effect. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Smart Agents Podcast. My name is Michael Walter and I'll be your host. As always, with each new episode, our goal is to inspire you through the insight and inspirational stories from your fellow real estate insiders. Now, before we get into today's featured interview, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Also, as you can see, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Click the bell to get notification when each new episode is uploaded. And lastly, if you or somebody else on your team has an awesome story to share, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. We're always on the lookout for new stories to share. All right, on to today's episode. For any agent breaking into a new market, it can be daunting. You not only need to learn the nuances of the community, but you also are going to be going head to head with agents already firmly entrenched. So how do you break in? Well, Ryan Smith, founder and creator of LauncherFarm.com, joins us today to talk all about geographic farming. Using his own experience of having to establish himself in a new market, Ryan has created a ton of great content and educational material to help you find, focus, and select the right geographic farm. And just for our listeners, Ryan is offering 20% off of his course when you use the promo code SMART20. So go on over to his website, LauncherFarm.com, and check it out. You know, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're at, you know, what your background is in the real estate game? Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, so I'm Ryan Smith. I am the creator of the Launcher Farm program. Uh, it's, we have a video show online. So I interview agents who do geographic farming and real estate. Uh, so I started that, I'll, I guess I'll go back and give you my kind of Cole's notes version of where I came from. So I've been in the business 13 years almost. And for me, I moved out of my area completely, knew nobody, started on a team and I had a great, great leadership and a really great experience. We started off with internet leads and I was thankful for that because I'm not a cold caller. I'm not a person who's out there door knocking and things like that. So I had a good experience getting started, but I knew nobody. And I moved to this small town. The population was like 20 something thousand people in there. And it was very old boys club of, of a town. And I learned very quickly that like at that place, you had to be someone, you had to build rapport with people. Internet leads itself wasn't just going to cut it. So I kind of got started with internet leads and then I moved. So my, my uh, brokerage at the time had two offices. I moved to a bigger, this, the city. And uh, then I started looking into farming at that point. So I, I looked into farming and, and my boss was telling me like, yeah, you should really get into farming. It's a good way to grow your business. It's a really good way to get yourself going. And I did it and I failed. I failed miserably. I, uh, I started with a mortgage broker and a home stager. And I, I took the things that I heard when people talked about farming and I took the numbers of, well, I got to have a good turnover rate and I got to get a good price point. And that's what I went with. And I failed. Uh, what I didn't know was I didn't look at demographics. So from a language perspective, and for we are in Canada, we have a very uh, strong immigration uh, culture around where we are. So there's a lot of people who didn't speak English as their first language. So culturally it just didn't, wasn't the right fit. And then there was other people who were just crushing it, who matched culturally with, with who was living there. And then, so I, I just did it for about six months and I flopped. I, I didn't stick with it. And then, and then I moved again. And that's when I really started going, okay, what did I do wrong? What have I done over the last few years? And then I started diving into farming and I had a, a business partner at the time. And we decided, let's pick an area. I, I took all the things I learned about farming. I 
literally compressed it into this one area and we just ran with it and we did really well with it. And then that really kind of got me started into figuring out why farming works. Why is it good? Why, why aren't people doing it? And that was another big part of, and how, how can we do it differently? And there was a gentleman that was farming the area that we had farmed prior who crushed it. And he ended up passing away a few years prior to that. And everyone knew he owned that area. And what happened is he lost obviously market share because he wasn't alive, but people in that area were already knowing that there was, it's a good to have a market specialist to have that person who's the go-to person. And we just really started hitting it. And then basically that kind of spurred me into, I started doing productivity coaching. I started my own show. I had it in the past. And then I was wanting to take all the stuff I've learned and create it into one kind of program. And that's kind of the, the how it all came together. So that's where you're at now. It's what yeah, you're doing. Exactly. Now. Awesome. Well, yeah. So tell me about, you know, some of those struggles that you had, you know, first, when you broke that first, you know, place you were telling me about the smaller town, you know, how tough can it be for somebody that's moving to a smaller town to break in? Because like you said, it is a tight knit community and it's hard yeah. to break that shell. Yeah. It was very difficult at first because I didn't know anyone. And had I know what I know now, I would have done things very differently. I definitely would have changed my approach. And I think there are definitely ways to get through past being that person who grew up there, but uh, it was very tricky for me. And that's where I didn't see the, the long-term game with what I was doing and it didn't really work. I was young. I was 25 when I got started. So it was even, I had check Mark against me each step of the way. And uh, it was, it was difficult. But when I, once I kind of figured out when I moved to that the, the bigger city, that's when I really started piecing it together and figuring out what was working and, and what wasn't working. Yeah. So, you know, for those agents that are, that are moving, what is like maybe your top three things, you know, that they need to start doing like right away when they move in. The big thing I always tell, no matter whether you're new, not new, what, whatever you're doing, you need to have a database and having a database is critical. And I, again, I've heard that I can go back 13 years ago and my boss said the same advice. He gave me a piece of paper and told me to write down all the names of people I knew, which was very little at the time. Um, but having a database that is a legitimate database, not just a names on a sheet of paper, not just an Excel sheet, not just people in a database. Uh, it's a, in my opinion, it's a living, breathing thing that evolves and grows. So starting with that right away is critical. When it comes to farming, there's different strategies I would say that I would focus on. But if I was new and I was getting started, I would be focusing on local businesses. And that's one of the things I'm really pushing because especially because of everything going on with COVID. And I've been saying that for the last six months that right now there's a tremendous opportunity to make an impact in our community and make an impact in your business and make an impact in the local businesses community because of everything that's happened. And each area is going to be hit differently, more harder or less harder, but at some form or another in North America, people are hit hard because of COVID. And I think being able to help and support local businesses is in my opinion, one of the best opportunities to just win give back and, and make a difference. So I think getting involved and making a difference that way is, is critical. I think social media is something that's always there and it's always going to be there, but a lot of agents use it wrong and they don't do it right. Uh, when it comes to geographic farming, there's some really cool things you can do with it that really help take you past the next level. So I'd say getting a grip on what you should be doing social media wise and not just spending your time on there. And then I think really, it's just building relationships. At the end of the day, it's this business is about building relationships. So figure out what works for you. And I, I'm a firm believer that you should do the business that matches your style. 
And I don't think that there's one way to do business. I think there's a hundred ways to do business and finding a, a fit that's going to work for you, but something that you can still commit to. Some agents use the excuse and they just keep jumping on to the next thing. And the next thing going, well, oh, it's not my fit. At some point you should commit. But I think really finding out what's, what's going to be a good fit for you and, and building a business around that. Right. So I think, you know, going back, hitting on all those points a little bit, you know, the, the database thing, that, you know, absolutely. You have to know who your client base is, but mm. I think a lot of people do it. Like you said, it's, they just put names on a piece of paper. What are your tips to actually creating that living document and making it actually work for you? Big thing for me is adding value to them. And I think a lot of agents miss that. And they think that, that they, they feel that the database is their opportunity to promote themselves to the database. And in reality, I look at it as your database is an opportunity for you to give value to. And when you look at your database that way, it changes how you see your database and what you do with your database. When you see how can I add value to these people's lives, what you send, how you send it, what you do with that database is going to be very different than a promotional based one. Mm -hmm. And a lot of agents get in this mindset of my job as an agent is to promote myself to people. And it's like, nah, that's a, that's a small portion of it. And if you do things right, the promotion should take care of itself. Right. So when you look at your database, you have to see, they're people on the other side. They're human beings. They have lives. They have things that interest them. They have things that are important to them. And when you can add value to them, it makes it just easier. It makes it more, makes it more bite-sized for you to actually take it on and go do it when you know, Hey, I'm adding value to these people's lives. So I would say you got to figure out what you can do to, to add value. And that will then make that step a lot easier to, to get going with it. Right. And I think that, you know, that adding value thing also translates really well into what you were talking about with the, um, you know, especially right now with COVID and our local communities, they're all hurting. And especially like our, you know, our family run restaurants yes. and things like yeah. that. So like, you know, what, what kind of things are you seeing the successful agents doing to help, you know, work with those local communities, whether it be, you know, sending gift cards, you know, from those yeah. places, partnering up with, you know, all the so, shops. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. And I think one of the ways to, like you said, mentioned is gift cards. So supporting them personally is I'd say before you do anything, support your local businesses personally, go out and shop whenever you can shop local shop at the mom and pop stores. The other thing is doing promotions for them. And I say this all the time with, with local businesses, most businesses are not marketers. They run a business. They may be a hair salon. They may uh, be a butcher. They may be, they're good at their craft or they're good at their trade, but they're not business people and they're not good at marketing. So even take away COVID, generally they suck at marketing. So there's an opportunity for you to help them market. And if you're into real estate and you're into marketing and you're good at it, you have an opportunity to help them with their marketing. So now that COVID's hit, generally speaking, their budgets even more or sorry, even less than what it used to be. So creating opportunities to help them market. So whether that's cross promoting, whether that's running events, whether that's do, like you said, buying some uh, gift cards and doing some giveaways, whether that's acknowledging what they're doing. I think a big opportunity that a lot of agents are missing is doing interviews. So highlighting what those local businesses are doing most businesses would love to get that extra attention and exposure. And if you can become that ambassador in your community and be that go-to person, you can now create one channel or one resource where people come to, to find out what's happening in the community. It benefits you and then it benefits them. So if you can help build an audience, you can then share it. And the one thing I, I talk about all the time is, the great thing with going after businesses is it's a one-to-many approach if you do it correctly. Rather than me trying to sell myself one by one person by one person by one person, if you can get in front of those businesses, they're in return going to want to share 
what's happening. And I use this analogy all the time that if I put an ad in the paper, I don't go tell my friends and family, or if I put a Facebook ad, I don't go show my friends and family that I was put in the paper or I put an ad in it. But if I get highlighted in something, or if I was featured in something, or I was interviewed by someone, I'm going to go share that. I'm going to go tell my friends and family about that because it makes me feel good. So when you interview those local businesses, they're going to do the same. It makes them feel good that they were featured on something and they're going to share it on their social media and tell people about it. And it, it creates that, that generosity. Uh, yeah. On. I mean, absolutely. I mean, how many times you walked into a business and they have the plaques on the wall that says, you know, voted number one, yeah. you know, that's, it's all about it. But, exactly. And I really think that that type of content plays really well on social media. Yes, exactly. You know, and I think that's where a lot of people are missing the social media aspect of things yep. is exactly. really ingrain yourself in your community with it. Yep. And a lot of people think social media is a marketing tool. There's a marketing element of it, but it's called social media for a reason. It's, it's social and it's supposed to be social. And if you do it correctly, you can, like I said, you can get the promotion out of it without being, I'm the best agent. I sell more homes. I do this. I do that. And, it's, and a lot of people take it as the me. And again, I use the example all the time about if I just posted that I had a sandwich today and I post a picture of my sandwich on social media. People go, you may have one person who's creepily likes you and likes that. But if I say I had a sandwich today, what's your favorite sandwich or what did you eat for lunch? You're going to get more people engaging and interacting because they want to talk about themselves. Right. And that's where, when you do it with farming, when you use social media for your community, the content is so easy and it became so yeah. easy to share that kind of stuff because it's what's your favorite restaurant? Who's a good person I should talk to? What's happened in the community? Did you know in two years ago, this happened or where did this, can you guess where this picture was from a hundred years ago? So it makes it easier to create content that people like and, and care about and not just promote myself. Right. And, and by doing that, you're also avoiding that whole idea of, you know, if all I'm doing is putting up, this is my listing, this is my listing your engagement and the people, they're going to start hitting that unfollow button pretty exactly. quick, you know? And when you do have a new listing, it's going to come across, they're just scrolling through their phone. And because you've engaged and had really good content throughout, you know, all the past, they're yeah. going to stop and check out that listing. Yeah, exactly. And so, so one of the things that I, I preach, it's a system I created myself. I, I call it the scope method. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a good ties in well to this. So mm -hmm. basically a lot of agents, typically do one of these five things, but I think you need to have all of these five to make sure you have a well-balanced approach when it comes to your marketing and to your just general business. So it's scope. It stands for self-promotion. It's the S C is community. O is online. P is prospecting and E is education. So when you have that and you look at it and you go, okay, how can I have a well-balanced approach to, to what I'm doing? you look at the scope, you say, okay, does this check those boxes? Sometimes you can have things that work on all of those levels or a couple of them. And that's what I call strategy stacking, where you can then stack your strategies together, where you're covering some of those things in one or two different things that you're doing. So when you look at it, you go, okay, am I doing enough education? Am I doing enough self-promotion? Is there enough prospecting? Is there enough online stuff? And when you look at it, your marketing, you can say, okay, I'm really short on education and I'm really short on some community stuff. And I've interviewed hundreds of agents. And one of the biggest things I've seen who have the most success are the ones who put a community part into it. And they make that the staple of what they do. The rest can then take care of itself. Then you can promote yourself. You can do online, you can do education around that. But when you make the community the hub of it, it makes it so much easier to, to really crush it. Yeah. That's awesome. So now, you know, since you, you said you, you took all this wealth of knowledge that you 
you had yep. and you wanted to create, you know, these courses. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. Sure. Yeah. So I've got a few different things that I've got on the go and always evolving and adapting and adding things. Um, so obviously the show is my, my kind of hub and that's, again, I interview agents who've done geographic farming. So I'm at episode, I think it'll be 25 right now. Um, and that's free online. People can check it out. And it's similar to this where it's interviewing and, and letting or finding out what other agents are doing, what strategies have worked, kind of where they've been, what, what they're doing in the, in the future. And that's really just a, that's my education component. That's my way to help provide value. Um, so I've got another course. It's a, it's a entry level course. It's the farm course. It's a not very expensive. And it's just a kind of intro to what farming is, why you should be doing it and kind of the fundamentals of it. And then I've got two unique programs that I think are really interesting. And I think a lot of agents have seen a lot of value in them. So I've got a, a 30 day launch program. So basically it is a program where it's literally a video a day for 30 days. And it's, if you want to get started in farming, you go through this and it literally, you start the first week is going through all the education, going through figuring out what areas to farm. And then by the end of the first week, you've selected your farm. And then you go through the marketing and the message, and then you go through the value ads, and then you go through pulling it all together. So by the end of the 30 days, it's, it's forced you to kind of take small steps rather than just saying, here, go farm and, and figure it out. It kind of breaks it down. And I know for myself, that's something that I needed. And so I always try to create stuff that if it was me on the other side, what would I want? And it's, I like that. Take a step. Here's the, here's the education. And then now go do the step rather than just theoretical. And so that's, that's a good one. If agents are just trying to get started. And then I have my boot camp, which is a uh, eight week program. So it's one hour a week. We go through as a group and then it's people for people who are farming. Mm-hmm. It's actually more in depth. And we go through about 15 different strategies over the course of the eight weeks. And then it's, learning about them. We give you the scripts, we give you the, the, the information you need, the, the tools and resources. And at the end of the eight weeks, they can then go through and choose and say, Hey, which of these strategies do I want to put into my farm and, and execute? So that's what I've got right now. And then I'm about to launch in the next month or two, a, uh, a group membership site. So it'll be a little more affordable. It's just an ongoing monthly information, things like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, I think everything, you know, anytime, you know, there is so much, knowledge out there and just kind of finding a place to kind of create a hub for it is so is great. And that's, that's why I started it because I'm, I tend to be obsessive when it comes to learning about stuff. And then I dive in and go, what can I figure out? How do I learn? And I was going through and going, there isn't a lot of resources out there for geographic farming. And I know I, because I've seen it personally, there's a resurgence of interest in geographic farming and people are trying to reevaluate their business. And I was like, yeah, there's not a lot of resources and tools in one place. There's an article here, a, a video here. There's a 10 minute clip on he- over here. And there wasn't anyone really pulling it all together in one spot. And that's, I wanted to be the, the go-to resource for geographic farming. So. Awesome. Yeah. So tell me, you know, as you talk about, like, as you just said, you know, there's kind of a resurgence of it, I guess, you know, I've seen ads all over the place for geographic farming, but for those agents that have been around, you know, for the 10, 12 years that maybe you just haven't done it, but are, you know, they're not moving markets. How do you, how do you start farming a market that you've lived in, but haven't been farming? That's it. So it's, it's a kind of loaded question in that it really depends on the agent themselves and what they want to go after. The, the, for, I'll say, I'll start with the mistakes that agents make before, yeah. and then I'll kind of go into it. So the mistake a lot of agents make is they think about geographic farming of what it used to be mm-hmm. and what it was always taught. It was always preached. And again, I, I 
get this all the time where people think, oh, I don't want to do farming because I don't want to do postcards. So the first thing is a lot of people think farming is sending out postcards or flyers. And that's an element of farming, but it's not the be all and end all. That's the way it was done 15 or 20 years ago. So a lot of people think, well, farming is just postcards and door knocking. And that's again, part of why I've created this to, to help bust that myth. It's yeah. becoming the local expert. And there's so many different ways you can do that. Mm -hmm. So to that point, there are, again, a ton of different ways. The mistake that a lot of agents make is they say, well, I'm going to start with my neighborhood because I live here. And it's not that it's a bad thing, but it doesn't mean it's the best neighborhood. So a lot of agents will choose the area they live in to focus on. Well, there's a lot of things you have to take into consideration when you're choosing a farm. And that's part of some of the programs that I have and to help you figure out what is it that's important. Choosing a neighborhood just because you live there could work, but it may not work. So when you're getting started, it really becomes down to what resources you have, how much money do you want to spend? And then what approach do you want to, do you want to do? So I, one of the things I talk about is your budget. So there's three parts to a budget. A lot of people think it's financial. That's one part. So there's the financial budget, there's the time budget, and then there's the energy budget. So the financial makes sense for people like, okay, how much money do I have? Do I want to spend? And the time makes sense, but the energy budget is the thing that a lot of people skip over, which is, is this going to suck the energy out of me? Is this going to suck the life out of me? If, if I had to door knock all the time, or if, if I'm basing on cold calling, I only have so much energy that I can expend to actually want to do this. And if you're doing stuff that you hate or you just don't want to do, you're going to zap that, that energy budget. So finding something that you like that works together, that works with your time and your money is I think one of the first steps to really figure out what the foundation is. Once you know, okay, I've got X amount of time. If I got X amount of money, then I can start doing it as a seasoned agent. They tend to, really, tend to have more money and less time as a new agent, they have more time and less money. So you kind of figure out what strategy you have and then shift over time and, and then yeah. basically buy your time back. Right now. I really like that idea of the, the energy budget. Cause I think that is one of those, uh, yeah, I think all of us do it, you know, in all kinds of different things, you know, we, we, um, we start planning out these, you know, our next projects and things like that, but we really don't take into account, you know, how much of a drain, it's going to be, yeah. you know, and that is such a big part, you know, it's like the, I mean, we're in January now. So these new year's resolutions, I'm going to go work <laughs> out, you know, every day. And yeah. you no, know, by day seven, you're like, this sucks, you know, yeah. like, and how many people drop off of it because you haven't thought of the exactly. energy budget. That's, that's a perfect example. That's exactly. And again, I, as I mentioned, when I started, I, we did a lot of internet leads. So that helped me stick around with it because I'm technical and analytical and I like that, but I, was going to join another team and it was all cold calling. And I'm like, Oh, I would have, I would have quit the business. After. I wouldn't be here in, in 13 years because that would have just zapped my energy. And that's not who I am. Not that I can't do it, but it's like, that just wouldn't make me happy. So, yeah. Uh, that's awesome. What, um, and I don't want to take up too much of your time, but you know, um, so for your course, people can find you at website again. So there's different sites for different courses, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, but the launcher farm, launcherfarm.com is the, is the main site. Uh, within that you can find the course, but I have, it's the, the farm bootcamp is for the bootcamp, mm -hmm. the farm course and the farm launch. Those are the three sort sites. I can shoot you that the information as well. If you want to put it in the notes, you can send it out. But if you go to launcherfarm.com, you can find information. You can find the show on there. You can find access to the, to the course and everything as well. So that's the best way to connect. Yeah. So I, you know, and just kind of wrapping up a little bit, just tell me, you know, why was it geographic farming that you really kind of 
It's a great question. So for me personally, why I like it, again, I, I, I mentioned strategy stacking. What it is for me and why I think it's important is geographic farming allows you to layer in different strategies and have that compound effect. And I would say, if you go back to the way a lot of agents have been taught, they teach one pillar of doing business. So it's become a door knocking person, become a cold calling person or become a FISBO person. And on their own, those are great pillars, but they don't tend to work well together or they don't put them together with farming. I can literally layer in, I can do geographic farming where I do cold calling. I can do open houses. I can do for sale by owners. I can do uh, business to business. I can do online. I can do social media and it has a compound effect. And I use the example all the time of, I'd rather have five signs in one neighborhood than one sign in five neighborhoods. So it makes it easier. It makes it more, just easier to do your business. It makes it easier to get the business. You answer way more of the objections up front because they see you more often and a lot, they see you as the expert. And then it just makes it more enjoyable. When we started our farm, once we started rolling with it, it was like, man, this is easy. And it's like, we knew how to price homes. We knew what models they were. We knew who the builders were. We knew what the floor plans were. And we walked in, there was a confidence that I wouldn't have had if I took a listing in the next town over or in a neighborhood, three neighborhoods over because I didn't know it. And so it gives you a lot more confidence. It gives you the ability to really become that expert and it doesn't, but it doesn't take a lot of work. That's the thing. A lot of people think I have to sell a lot of homes to become an expert. That's not true either. Like there's a lot of different things you can do to position yourself as the expert without having to have even sold a home. That's with our farm, never even sold a home before in the neighborhood when we started. And because of the way we positioned ourselves and the way we market ourselves, our first listing, she walked in and said, you guys are the experts. So you tell me, I was like, never even sold a home before, but (laughs) we did our marketing right. And we positioned ourselves and we learned more than anyone else. And we just mastered it. And so I think if agents are willing to do that, it can also make it more fun. And I think right. that's for the big part of it for me is I like to learn. I like to add in new things and I like to try things. So when you have a farm, it's, it's kind of like your lab and it's, it's mm. a testing grounds where you can try different things. If you just try one thing and you suck at it and you go, oh, that didn't work. And then you can kind of get defeated where this gives you an opportunity to keep reinventing yourself, if you will, and, and just keep adding in value. Right. And I think, you know, a lot of times people get hung up on, uh, what niche, whether it's, you know, FISBOs or, you know, expires or, you know, here we go after expires a lot, but, um, you know, it, it, with this, you're focusing on the community. It doesn't matter what the price range necessarily is. So I really think that, you know, when it comes to that energy, you know, having that energy reserve because it's different all the yeah. time, I think yeah. could definitely help almost increase that energy level a little bit. Exactly. And you're also able to then pick an area that matches with what you want to do and how you want to do it. And I got to use my, my example, my friend, uh, Rob, when he got started, I helped coach him. He went for an area that was generally was a more older demographic. People had been there for 40 years. It still had the green shag carpet. But what happened was there's a lot of people who were tearing down those houses and putting up these big mansions. So he does well in the, in the luxury area. So he jumped into this area knowing that it's a long-term game. So it's been five years for him now. And there's now these multi-million dollar homes being built over top of these tiny little homes. And for him, that was exciting. He likes the new constructions. He likes the new design and he enjoyed that. Then you have someone who will like family. So they go after areas that are more family friendly, or you may have someone who's downtown and likes condos or luxury condos or waterfront. And you can really tailor it to kind of who you want and and what you want to go after and, and make it the business you want. 
Awesome. Well, cool. Is there any, you know, uh, kind of parting information or just like those little things to get people started? Yeah, I think start my biggest advice when it comes to farming is to start smaller than you think the mistake that most agents make. And the reason I see most agents fail when it comes to farming is they go too big and they try to reach more people and they ended up burning their budget. They burn out. They don't have the time. They don't have the resources to do it. So I would say, I'd rather see you start small and then scale up, then start big and then have to scale back because that's worse scaling back. So pick an area and pick an area that probably smaller than you were going to think, start with that, figure out again, use that as your lab. I'd rather see you do 500 homes for a few months, get, figuring it out, getting the, the, the kinks worked out of it. And then going to a thousand homes versus doing a thousand homes and then realizing, Oh crap, I screwed up. It didn't work. So start small and then scale up. And I think if you do that, right. If you keep it in budget and you keep at it, you'll have more success in the long run than just going out and just throwing all your money around. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you. I really want to thank Ryan for joining us, and I really appreciate him for sharing his tips for successful geographic farming. Again, for our listeners, Ryan is offering 20% off his course when you use promo code SMART20 at launchyourfarm.com. So once again, if you think you or somebody else on your team has an awesome story or tip to share with our community, send us a message at feedback at smartagents.com. Well, that wraps things up for this episode. But remember, follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure you subscribe to the Smart Agents YouTube channel. Again, I'm Michael Walter, and I'll see you on the next episode.